Vision has just the right mix of music, inspiration and fun to kickstart your day. Rise and shine with Fel and DJ. Weekdays at breakfast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 1 that God has already made his incredibly great power, his resurrection power, available to each and every person who believes in Jesus. So today we're going to take a look at what happens when we lay hold of that power. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome again to the program as we take a look at the resurrection power of Jesus Christ from a different perspective. As you can imagine, I speak with a lot of people, people who respond to this radio program, people I meet in my travels, people who've heard me speak places, and they want to know how to apply this stuff to their lives. And most people come to me with a problem. This is happening in my life, and I just don't know why. That's happening in my life, and I don't know what to do about it. I want to follow Jesus, but Satan keeps on winning as he tempts me with this sin or with that sin. Over and over again, I hear the same thing, the same question, the same problem, the same frustration in people's voices. Why isn't my life all that Jesus promised it would be? It's a question that plagues many a Christ follower. It causes many to fall by the wayside. It causes many people to live a life that falls so far short of all that it could be in Christ. To my way of thinking, this is one of the greatest tragedies playing itself out in the kingdom of God today. And just like many of the lifestyle and diet-related illnesses that are killing people across the globe, this is a sickness that is completely avoidable. Here's what I see happening in God's kingdom amongst God's people. The societies in which we live are moving further and further away from God. Look at the United States, a country of religious freedom founded by the pilgrims who came to the land to have the freedom to worship God. A nation which on its dollar bill has the words, in God we trust. And now a country where it's illegal to pray at school, where it's illegal for an officer in the military to share his faith or a Bible with a soldier. A country where four in ten unborn children are terminated. That's a genocide of around 1.2 million children each year. Now, I'm not just picking on the US of A. It's happening right around the globe. Societies founded on Christian love, as they become more secular, are shifting further and further away from God. And they're behaving as though this is progress. It's progress to allow one man to marry another man, or a woman to marry another woman. It's progress to allow a woman to choose whether or not to kill her unborn child. It's progress for women not to respect their husbands and men not to cherish their wives. And anybody who stands in the way of this so-called progress is a narrow-minded conservative bigot. Now, these sweeping changes are sweeping many a Christian along with them. Christians en masse are forsaking a life based on God's word for a life based on the world's ways. And not just individual Christians, but preachers, Bible teachers, churches, even denominations. And then we wonder why things aren't going so well for us in our lives. (laughs) Really? Back to the Bible International is based in Lincoln, Nebraska. It's a ministry that I've been closely involved with now for a good many years. In fact, they founded the Ministry of Christianity Works that I now lead here in Australia way back in 1957. Part of Back to the Bible is the Centre for Bible Engagement, which has conducted extensive research around the world on the impact in the lives of men and women who are engaged with God's Word on a regular basis. 
Remember, the Bible itself says that there is incredible power to defeat Satan in God's word. Our struggle is not against enemies of blood and flesh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armour of God so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand therefore and fasten the belt of truth around your waist. Put on the breastplate of righteousness as shoes for your feet. Put on whatever will make you ready to go and proclaim the gospel of peace. With all of these, take the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 12 to 17. Now, in that long list of of elements of the armour, the only offensive weapon given to us by God is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. All the other parts of the armour are defensive, which is good, but you don't win a battle by going on the defence. You have to go on the offence. You have to attack the enemy to defeat him. And the one tool, the one weapon that God has given you to do that is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So the Centre for Bible Engagement decided to research the spiritual lives of over 100,000 people in 21 countries, ranging from the ages of 8 to 80 years. They began with this question, what is it of all the things that Christians do that is the most powerful predictor of spiritual growth? When you think about it, Christians do a lot of things to express their faith. They go to church, they, they pray, they listen to sermons, they attend home groups, they give, they serve, and many more things. The Centre of Bible Engagement's research project wanted to find out which ones of those had the most impact in the life of a Christian. Now, that's not a bad question to ask through a large, scientifically constructed, statistically valid international research project. It's not a bad question to ask for anyone who wants to lay hold of the superabundant life that Jesus promised to give us, John chapter 10, verse 10. The conclusion of this research, here it is in a nutshell, and I quote from their report, The findings consistently showed that engaging in the Bible four or more days a week is the single most powerful predictor of spiritual growth. And they define spiritual growth as becoming less of the person I was before I committed my life to Jesus and more like Christ in my thoughts and words and deeds. In fact, I know Arnie Cole, the president of Back to the Bible, pretty well. His background is as a professional researcher and statistician, and he said to me that statistically speaking, the correlation between engaging with God's Word, the Bible, four days a week or more, and spiritual growth is stronger than the correlation between smoking and lung cancer. Just think about that. What powerful evidence of the importance of receiving, reflecting on, and responding to God's word having a powerful impact in changing our lives, making the changes that we ourselves have been powerless thus far to make. Let me come back to the Apostle Paul's reflection on this whole question of the power to change. Romans chapter 7 verse 24, Wretched man that I am, who will rescue me from this body of sin and death? Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. The answer is that only God can give us the power to change, the resurrection power to be able to live the born-again, new, superabundant life that Jesus came to give us. What then are we to say? Should we continue in sin in order that grace might abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin go on living in it? 
do you not know that all of us who have been baptised into Christ Jesus were baptised into his death? Therefore we have been buried with him by baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. Romans chapter 6, verses 1 to 4. So do you see, God's plan is for you to walk in the newness of life, the resurrection life made available to you through the cross and the empty tomb. The power to live that life is something that you will find in the Word of God as the Spirit of God breathes his word into your heart. Because all scripture is inspired by God and it's useful for teaching, for reproof, for correction and for training in righteousness so that everyone who belongs to God may be proficient, equipped for every good work. First Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. That's where you'll find the power to change, power unlimited in God's word. So you have to ask yourself, why do so many Christians... Ignore their Bibles. With all that this world throws at us, add to that the temptations and the attacks of the devil, man, it's easy to feel powerless some days. But it doesn't have to be that way. Not at all. Because Jesus has more than enough power available to you right here and now to help you live in the victory that he died and rose again to bring you. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of Christianity Works' special edition book. It's called Power Unlimited, and it's full of life-changing practical Bible teaching to help you lay hold of the incredible power of God so that you can be all that he made you to be. You can request your free copy right now. Either stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send that special edition book straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Hey, thanks so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.